Hello, welcome to Gareth Jones on Speed. In this episode, I'm driving to North Wales, as usual, but this time I'm doing it in the fastest Ford Focus you can buy. Hello, welcome to Gareth Jones on Speed. I'm Gareth and I think for the first time ever on the programme, named, will you welcome, Indigo Jones. Say hi, Ind. Hello. My 15-year-old son, the youngest of mine and Violet's two sons, and I are driving to North Wales to take part in a charity event tomorrow where we climb up Snowdon, or walk up Snowdon perhaps, and if you need to climb it really, but it being a mountain, you climb it rather than walk it. And knowing that I was going to be making a journey up to Snowdonia, I thought, yes, here's an opportunity to drive an interesting car. Because when you're in Snowdonia with those roads, you want an interesting car. So we got a Ford Focus, RS. Is this an interesting car, Indy? It is, because it has racing seats. It does have racing seats. <laughs> and also, it has lots of heating and air conditioning <laughs> <units>. <laughs> It does. It's been spectacularly hot these last few days. And so we've put the air conditioning to good use in this car. It has kept us nicely chilled. And Indy always likes to be cold, so that rather suits you. It's white this car which I think is a great colour for a sort of rally sport car really you could almost put your own sponsorship on the side it being white I'm not driving it like a rally car at the moment because we're on the A51 roundabout where are we Holmes Chapel Tarpawley that sort of way so we're on the English Welsh borders in Cheshire at the moment making our way it's been a fairly long journey it's now eight o'clock at night and we left um i'm just watching the idiot in the skoda octavia who just overtook on a corner what on earth was he doing it's been a long journey we left london at about quarter past three and it's now eight o'clock and we're still rolling but it's been all right in the motorway hasn't it it's been too yeah. boring Okay, Indy, give us the spec. Indy's holding the spec sheet, which comes with the car. Ah, yes. First of all, how much is it? Um, is that a price up there? What is no, it? it's down there. Okay. Um, the standard vehicle on the road price is £32,265. Right, and what do you get for that? For instance, what's the power output? Well, firstly, let me say this is without all the add-ons that has, but with the add-ons, it's 36000 and 14 pounds. Right, what are the extras then? What, what's it um, come with? Well, it's got a frozen white premier body colour. It's very bright white. Luxury pack, power fold, door mirrors, rear parking sensors, Ford key free system, cruise control with speed limiter and privacy glass. Right, yeah, the privacy glass is nice. The blacked out side windows because when we stopped free quick pit stop a few minutes ago it meant I didn't have to move my bag full of technology from the back seat into the boot of the car I could leave it wedged down in the shadows in the back of the car the combination of being in the shadows and the privacy glass meant that no one could see all my stuff and not breaking and steal the car because I'm guessing that the Focus RS is one of those 
cars that you really might want to steal. You know, it's a lot of car. Ooh, a lot of cars. Police on the left here. Oh dear. That's a little Hyundai that's oof, hit the wall and crunched three police cars tending to it. It looked very banged up. Yeah, the front opens and everything. Yeah, front was caved in, wasn't it? Yeah, me. Uh, so, as I was saying, it has an active city stop. What does that mean? Ah, uh, active city stop is stop go when you're driving in traffic which stops and starts every time you come to a halt put your foot on the clutch the engine stops so you're not producing harmful emissions and wasting fuel by going nowhere and That's then as good. immediately you touch the pedal again the engine restarts ah well it also has a winter pack including heated steering wheel and front seats yeah do you know the thing that bugs me about heated steering wheel and heated front seats it should be tied to your air conditioning. So if you've got your air conditioning on cold, it should cool the seat and cool the steering wheel. That's and I good. tried this earlier on, I turned the steering wheel on and it heated it up on a day like this. It's bonkers. And again with the seat, I got a hot bum. I want to be able to cool me bum. Why yeah, can't you do that? Bum. So I'm guessing it doesn't use ventilation from the air conditioning to pipe around the seat and the steering wheel it's just got little thermal elements in the seat and in the steering wheel which warms it up which is why you can't do uh, that that's probably due to the air conditioning coming with the car when the heated seats and heated steering wheel are separate are extras so yeah 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 hey, you might be right it's eh? probably more efficient too yeah. in production next part yep 19 inch black forged alloy wheel yes they are wicked. Do you notice them? Yeah. 19 inch, that's a lot of wheel on a car, which isn't that big. It's a bit bigger than a Golf, I would think, the Focus. I like black wheels, it makes a car look sort of technical. Do you remember we had a Volvo XC70 that we drove to the south of France in, in fact, to Spain in? Yes, I do. Do you remember? Yeah. That had black forged alloy wheels that made that car look much better than it should have done. It makes it pop quite a lot. Yeah, yeah. And the last thing being painted brake calipers. Painted brake calipers. Yeah, I saw that. They are blue and you can see them through the forged alloy wheels. It's always a bit of a statement. If you've got a fast car, the way to show people it's a fast car is to flag up the bits that make it stop quickly. Because you can't have a car that goes quick without having a car that stops quickly. So the faster the car, the bigger the brakes. And they, yeah, they look quite nice. Nice in blue. I think I prefer them in orange or red or something. I think that would be cool. But there you go. That's the spec. What's the total price? 36,014 sterling pounds. That's quite a lot of car for your money. Because the top speed of this car is, what, 165 miles per hour? Uh, yes, 165. And it produces 300 and something brake horsepower, 300 PS, what uh, is 350. it? 350. 350. It's a lot. And how about torque? Uh, 470, that's with the overboost. 470 newton metres of torque. That's a lot of torque. In fact, you can tell, I mentioned to Indy that this car does have a lot of torque because even when we were driving through London in traffic, we were going up the Highgate Hill in second gear 
and I lifted my foot off the pedal and it just tugged us up the hill with no <laughs> stuttering or anything whatsoever, very, very happily. A very talky little number. Thank you, Ind. Excellent use of the spec. This car, as you know, is a 2.3 litre, four-cylinder, turbocharged engine. This is the same engine that they put in the Ford Mustang. Now, some people argue that it's a bit bonkers putting a four-cylinder turbocharged engine in a Mustang, but a Mustang should at least have a V6, if not a V8. But if you put that same engine in a much lighter four-wheel drive sporting little chassis, like this Ford Focus, you get a pocket rocket. It's going to be a pretty big pocket, but it's yeah. a pocket rocket, this car, isn't Large. it? It's quick. How you had to adapt how you drank your coffee. Yeah, Can I, you explain? I had, to, I had to tilt my coffee to I had to tilt it so that the coffee wouldn't fly out of the mug as we <laughs> moved along. Under acceleration and what you were tilting it forward. This is a you know a disposable Costa coffee cup with a lid, with a hole in it. And you were tilting it forward so yeah. that the accelerative forces kept the coffee at the bottom of the cup. Very smart. Mm. Self-stabilising coffee. And something amazing about this car is that it actually has four wheels. <laughs> it, well, actually, it only has four wheels where many cars you buy have five because you have a spare in the boot. This car doesn't have a spare wheel. Instead, it's got a cylinder of gas and mousse. So if I do damage one of the tyres, rather than put on the spare, I fill it full of mousse and air to get us to the next station. So there you go. Not that extraordinary a statement, Mr Jones. <laughs> oh, well, well um, it's actually a three-wheel car. It's just the, the fourth wheel is an add-on. <laughs> it's an extra. Um, we needed that to go on the motorway, so <laughs> that's why we got it. <laughs> so what cars do you remember we've had over the years on... on what was the first uh, one, or your, your favourite? I remember the... When we went camping in Suffolk or something and we had that very large four-wheel drive. The Mercedes G-Wagon. Yeah, yes. Yeah, that was amazing, wasn't it? That was crazy. You hung on the outside of that, <laughs> didn't you? As we, it's got yeah. running boards and you stood on the outside with your brother hanging onto the window as we went across the field. Very slowly, I have to point out, very carefully. This but yeah. four-wheel drive as well, isn't it? This is four-wheel drive. Yeah, and this car needs to be four-wheel drive with this amount of power that that engine's putting down. You know, you need the maximum contact patch, and the way to do that is to spread the power across four wheels. And it's a very smart torque vectoring system, this car. Not unlike the sort of thing I had in that Jag F-Type R. And I would imagine that some of the software and technology is probably related to that Jag because Jaguars used to be Fords and I would imagine some of that software would have crossed over and stayed with Jaguar and with Ford and this car also comes with launch control which I only just worked out how to access via the menu but I haven't had the opportunity to try yet and it's also got drift mode which might be very very funny if I can find somewhere where I can drift you can't really drift on public roads so as we're heading to North Wales, maybe I ought to go to Anglesey Circuit and see if I can drift it there. But the four-wheel drive makes this car very precise. I've had some lovely apexing of roundabouts so far. 
and we did accelerate away quite quickly from an opportunity from the petrol station a little earlier and the car did move around a little bit that was my view of it my opinion of it squirreling is the wrong word but it was definitely moving the power around between all four wheels makes a good sound listen brown it says brown i'm just pulling onto the a55 which as you've heard me mention before is a road i designed part of not all of but i've designed part of and so it's always a great pleasure to arrive in north wales on a road of your own design let's see if i can let you hear this engine once this kia moves out of the way i can see wales in the sunlight ahead end look at that that's the cluidian mountains i can hear the double l's you can hear the double l's in the distance right yeah it's a fruity little thing isn't it and it's quite uncompromising the ride oh it's a stiff ride isn't it yeah it really is <laughs> but it's all right isn't it it's not uncomfortable it's just if it was a Pokemon, I'm speaking your language now. Do you okay. say Pokemon or Pokemon? I say Pokemon. Pokemon, okay. But if it was a Pokemon, it would be Jigglypuff. It's a bit jiggly. Yeah, I can see you bouncing up and down there, your little fringe bouncing in the wind. <laughs> Can't think of any other Pokemon I could uh, make an analogy. Uh, it's not a Bulbasaur, is it? What are they? There's like. Uh, oh, it's not a Pikachu because it's not electric type. Is Pikachu electric? Yeah. Is he? Yeah. You learn something new every that's day. That's why it's got a, a, a lightning shaped tail. Oh, of course. I take your point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I get it. Right. Well, I think what we'll do is we'll carry on recording as we go along the A55 until we get to the... Oh, we're crossing the River D now. The Avon de Verdue, as we call it Welsh, which is the nominal demarcation line between the England lands and the Welsh lands because we're about to cross the official border yeah this car definitely when you put the power down tightens it's lying really does my fantasy when I'm driving this car is I'm Elvin Evans our greatest Welsh rally driver at the moment who drives one of these in the World Rally Championship and in fact comes from just a few miles away from where we're staying near Llamberis tonight in Snowdonia. So this is the perfect car to take to this part of North Wales. I think we'll have a small cheer as we cross the border as we often do Indy. As we That's come up to it now, we're not quite there. You'll see the dragon on the left hand side. Nearly there. Forty-five miles from Conwy, so we've still got a good sixty miles or so. And the sun comes out again. It's painful, really it's painful. painful. Yeah. <laughs> right ahead of us as we're heading west. Here we go. Where's the border? Broughton. We're getting close to where they build airbuses. Harden, Broaden. Here we go. Welcome to Wales, Croeso i Gymru, as we say in Welsh. And I'm particularly pleased to be home 
and absolutely thrilled to be doing it in a performance Ford. Every now and again, stuff goes wrong on Gareth Jones on Speed. Actually, quite often stuff goes wrong on Gareth Jones on Speed. And in this episode of the show, something went wrong when I tried to record Cord my reactions to the Ford Focus, having driven it in North Wales for a few days. Somehow it didn't record and I didn't realise till I got back to London. So here I am sitting in my living room with the sound of children in a playground. You can probably just hear just outside the window. Can you hear the noise? Here we go. Listen. Yeah, so try and ignore that and uh, listen to what I'm going to try and recreate what I was saying about that car whilst I was driving around North Wales. My son, Indy and I, as promised, marched up Snowdon with 650 other people in Mike Peter's huge charity event, Snowdon Rocks. And then I hosted a gig afterwards in Llanberis, which was great fun. Kind of tricky with stiff legs. And then the next day, I ran Indy to the train station who travelled back to London, leaving me to drive around North Wales to complete other tasks I was doing. In fact, I was making a documentary for BBC Radio Wales and Radio Cymru, interviewing some people from the music industry. So that meant reaching into the top left-hand corner of Wales, the very Welsh part of Wales, the best part of Wales for driving, you might argue. And I had the perfect car. As you know, I think the RS is the perfect car for North Wales. And I think I was right. There was one section near Caernarvon, which I was travelling on late at night in the dark, in the rain, which became closed before me with a diversion. Now, if you live in densely populated areas there are lots of alternative roads that you can use to drive around a problem but if you're up in the wilds of wales when you get a diversion you are sent literally and i don't use that word very often on a forest track yeah it was a single track bit of road with a bit of grass down the middle that wiggled exactly like a rally stage oh dear i thought How unfortunate that I'm driving a Focus RS. So I put it in sport mode and drove quickly. Not so quickly that there was a risk of me hitting someone coming the other way because there were lots of really blind corners and I slowed down carefully for them. But there were occasions when I could really chuck this thing around. And chuck is the word. This car was designed, engineered, crafted and conceived to be chucked. I said that the suspension was stiff. It didn't roll. It, re- it doesn't roll. There's a little bit of roll, you know, compared to something like the Porsche Boxster 718, there's a lot more roll, but not a lot of roll for what is a relatively tall hatch. And that kind of makes the car feel alive. You know, it's almost imperfect. The fact that it does feel a little ragged thanks to the way that it was conceived, makes it feel as if you're working the problem. I'm reminded of my old Lancia HPE, which was one of the most satisfying cars I have ever driven. Because 
If you were going up the A1 and you approached the roundabout, you'd be travelling at A1 speeds. You'd have to slow down a little for the roundabout, a little. Change your line, tweak the car as it approached the roundabout. When you got onto the curve of the roundabout, you'd have to manage your line. And on the exit, you'd have to manage it again. So it taught me proper driving. There are cars these days where you approach a roundabout and you go round a roundabout and leave the roundabout. Not very much happens. This RS isn't one of those. It's a little loose and fruity around the edges, quite deliberately, I think. It's been conceived that way. And that's what makes it fun with a capital F. Actually, what I would like is a T-shirt with the word fun written on it in the Ford logo. I may have to make one of those. It'd be great if you could buy, you know, the Ford logo, that famous F. It'd be great if it just said fun. And Ford are good at this. You know, Ford are very good at having a relationship with their customers. They do massive customer research, don't they? They find out what people want and they have a broad enough range that they can deliver a range of cars that ticks every customer's boxes because every customer has different boxes to tick. And I suppose that's one of the things that make multinationals like Ford successful, their broadness of appeal. Oh, don't worry, sir, if you don't want it in black, you can have it in, in any one of, you know, 50 different colours. <laughs> I noticed when I was on a straight bit of road that if you floor it, the car dances around a little bit as it takes off up the road, as it moves the power around between the front two wheels and the rear two wheels on the left and the right hand side and that makes it fun that gives you the sense of oh it's alive oh it's dancing around i've got to work hard at keeping it going and that's a good thing but i also discovered that this car because of that is phenomenal at going around corners like a ballet dancer that's slightly off balance all the time he or she can change direction more easily than someone who's standing solid. And this car, slightly off balance. A bit like the Eurofighter. The Eurofighter can't fly without software. It's designed to be unstable. And it's a software that keeps it flying, which allows you to perform incredible fast aerobatics and air manoeuvres very easily. The Focus RS is like the Eurofighter in that respect. In other words, it's not very good at going in straight lines... But it's very, very good at changing direction and going around corners. And you know what? That's quite a good trade-off. <laughs> yeah, this car was phenomenal. I mentioned before my fantasy of being Welsh rally driver Elvin Evans. I actually realised that fantasy thoroughly by driving down that little country road. Man, it was satisfying in huge ways. When the road did open up and I was able to really drive quickly, I was astonished at how stable the car was, despite the fact that it was really wet and there were like leaves on this bit of track. I think that four-wheel drive system with the ability to move the power to any wheel makes it superbly stable in wet conditions. In fact, I might even say that under wet conditions... This is probably the most stable, safest car I've ever driven. And I wasn't expecting that. I was expecting, you know, all the fun and all the performance. But that sense of security that comes from having a car with tremendous capability is sort of an added bonus, really. An asset I wasn't expecting.
In fact, I doubt that there is a more stable and safe car under those conditions. And of course, as well as being an incredible driving car, being a Ford, it's practical. You know, it's a five-door hatchback with a big boot and a back seat that folds down. Everything works. It's not the most premium of interiors. There's still some general purpose plastic is the nicest way to put it. You know, slightly stiff plastic. But it didn't feel crap it just didn't feel premium and i think that's okay because a focus rs isn't supposed to be a premium performance car it's supposed to be an economical performance car you know 30 something grand isn't a lot of money for a car that can do what this car could do yes 30 something grand is a lot of money but it's not a lot of money for that level of performance and satisfaction and practicality and the noise that it makes of course i was going to be impressed with this car i think everyone who's ever driven it has been impressed with it maybe i was won over already before i got in it because it's a ford but there have been fords that i've been disappointed in so maybe i'm not biased maybe i just as a driver it's a driver's car ticking all those boxes making me very very happy there you go i can't remember if that's what i said while i was driving around north wales and failed to record it but that's what i think about that car for the moment i'm on the m6 heading south towards london and as we speak I'm approaching the toll booths on the Midland Expressway. And as you know, it is traditional when you arrive at the toll booth to leave quickly because you get the ability to go from 0 to 70. It's one of the few places you can actually do that. So let's do that. And you get to hear the car as it sounds which is a dirty sound, I think. If you've listened to the Le Mans shows this year, you'll know that the Ford GTs, with their EcoBoost engines, they make a dirty sound. Well, the block in this car, I'm certain, will be related, or the technology the engine will be related to the EcoBoost in the Ford GT. So let's see if this makes a dirty, dirty sound. I've actually turned it to sport mode. I've... Uh, I haven't put it on drift mode. I thought that might be a bit dangerous. Right, let me pay for my toll. Right. This is what a Focus RS sounds like. quick enough what a fruity sound it makes a bit dirty do you know what the power in this engine is sufficient that often I get to six and try and change up <laughs> it could handle seventh 
but I guess if you gave this car a seventh gear that was higher up the ratio range it would do you know 180 miles per hour that may be a bit too much for a Ford Focus even a four-wheel drive Focus RS because you have to leave somewhere else for people to go you know Ford don't make cars in isolation do they there's a Ford for whatever your needs are you want to drive like a hooligan get a Focus ST you want to drive like a rally driver get a Focus RS you want to power up the road making an impression get a Mustang and you know what they put this engine in the Mustang and I would be very interested to drive the Mustang with this engine I think it would actually work there are a lot of people who say oh no you've got to have a V8 or a V6 at least in a Mustang I reckon this engine is good enough for a Mustang it's gotta be it's just gotta be it makes a good noise dirty it's got loads of grunt and the Mustang is rear-wheel drive so you can put all that power on the back wheels actually I think I probably prefer it put down through four wheels because the way this car tightens its line if you power down is astonishing and if you're in the wet you're on a wiggly Snowdonia road and it's been raining a lot in Wales this week so I've had a lot of that it's amazing this car is oh I think I'm quiet as we move from concrete onto bitumen macadam or hot rolled asphalt probably uh, yeah it's great in the wet this car that's what I like about it I also like the fact that if you drive it flat out it's a bit crazy but if you come back 10% it's lots of fun and enormously reassuring you know Ford have left enough doubt in the software to allow you to enjoy this car and my lord I've been enjoying it you know I'm a Ford man you know that I've had a passion for Fords since I was what eight years old probably my dad always had Fords and uh, I've always been connected to Ford for that reason so I care about Ford when Ford make a good-looking car it's a relief and when Ford make a good-looking car that looks and handles amazing that's deeply my company deeply satisfied but it didn't let me down Ford the thing about the Focus RS I think is that this is probably the car we were promised you know when Ford release images of a new car you often see the concept and the concept of course has got 20 or 21 inch wheels if it's a show car and wings and it sits low and it looks incredible and the actual car comes out by which time it's been normalized with smaller narrower wheels fewer wings less glitzy bits and it just looks like an ordinary car and some of that halo desirability has ebbed away slightly until you get to the top performing version of that car until they finally release the RS version with the biggest wheels they could fit in the wheel arches or make the wheel arches bigger so they will fit them with the biggest wing with the lowest stance then it looks like the car that we were promised was at least to say about the Capri it's the car you always promised yourself I'm not sure it was quite honestly but I think the Focus RS maybe 
here's a thought perhaps one last thought on this remarkable car which I only have admiration for it really is tremendous but what if Ford made this car available the same running gear instead of a five door super practical hatch why not a three door okay estate car but you know what I'm going to say shooting brake imagine if they just built a bespoke body for this car called it the Capri gave it a slightly longer tail end a slightly lower roof line and some touches of Capri DNA from the past uh, you know you can even put a vinyl roof on it if you want it would be great wouldn't it that's what's missing there's nothing wrong with this car but I do believe that Ford miss a Capri in the range because you know coupes do sell don't they look at the Scirocco there are plenty of Scirocco's on the road really you'd think Ford would fill that niche with a new Capri based on this running gear of course being Ford they'd offer you a whole range with cheaper cars with smaller engines more economy but wouldn't you like an ultimate performance Capri again I know I would and if it was built on the stuff of the Ford Focus RS I think I'd probably buy one immediately you've been listening to Gareth Jones on speed waxing lyrical about a favourite brand and a car you know I don't pay much attention to the Focus normally I think I'm going to have to drive a Focus ST to see if it's half as much fun as this car because even if the Focus ST is half as much fun as the Focus RS it's still going to be a huge amount of fun I was Gareth and I've got this car for a few more days I'm so lucky see ya get song lyrics, join our Facebook fan site, follow us on Twitter, or to find out about the sponsorship opportunities, go to garethjones.tv. Gareth Jones on Speed is made in London by Whizbang. Gareth Jones on Speed!